Hello and welcome to the Jack and John podcast. I'm John Walker and this is my good friend, Jack Easton. And we just hope that our words bless you and draw you closer to God. So, yeah, amen. Amen. Today we're going to talk about what's your life verse? What's your life verse out of the scriptures? Out of the scriptures. Out of the Bible. Well, can I say that uh, sometimes uh, as, as a pastor, I got annoyed at people's life verses. Is that is that bad? Well, no, I don't think it's bad. It depends on the verse, I suppose. Well, so uh, let me let me just give you a couple of things that might explain that a little bit. One of the things, uh, for instance, is uh, some people need to study to show themselves approved unto God instead of maybe hearing something uh, and then say, "Oh, that sounds good. I like that. I want to apply that to my life," and then mm-hmm. make that their life verse. Make sure you know what it is and put it in context. Who said it? Who's it said to? Uh, What does it mean uh, as far as when God intended uh, when he gave it to us to mean? Uh, So one of the things that I would say about myself, don't mean to be real heavy here, but um, uh, my wife of 30 years, the mother of my two children, died very suddenly in 2001 of a brain aneurysm. And uh, devastating for me, devastated my life for a while. Uh, that may be I'll for some future episodes. Yeah. yeah, never forget that day. But one of the things that started happening was uh, people would come by me and they would say, oh, Karen's an angel. And they would say that many, many, many people. And I knew they meant well. And I wasn't necessarily upset at them, but it started to kind of get me uh, to where I wanted to fix their theology. And uh, I would want to say, no, she's not an angel. An angel is a created being, a messenger. Uh, Karen was redeemed by the blood of the lamb. The angels want to be like Karen right now because she is like her savior. And go into this stuff. Uh, that's the, the, the horrible nature. But I didn't say that. No. I was very, very kind. Well, there very you nice go. Grace. As they were saying that. Or, or maybe the Jeremiah twenty nine eleven verse that uh, I think was spoken to uh, the children of Israel after a long, uh, they were in bondage and the promise of God to them to be out of bondage. And sometimes we take that as our life verse. You might expound on that a little bit. Yeah. I know you know it. Yeah, Jeremiah twenty nine eleven. That's one of the favorite verses that people quote when they're you know writing the note for graduation or something like that. Um, God says to His people through Jeremiah, "I know the plans I have for you, plans to prosper you and not to harm you." And people will interpret that verse as you know God wants only good things for me and things are going to be great, and it's true. That's what He wants. But he's looking at a broader picture. He's not looking at, you know, your job or your your college or, you know, your surgery or whatever. I'm not saying God doesn't care about those things. But the context of that verse is God is judging his people. He's disinheriting them and sending <laughs> them into bondage for 70 years in Babylon. That's what he's getting ready to do. And he says to them through Jeremiah, I know the plans I have for you. In other words, this is tearing me up. I'm kicking you out of the house because you're doing drugs. You're not listening to what I'm saying. You're not behaving. You're disrespecting your mother. I mean, that's the kind of conversation he's having here. This is tough love. I love you. I don't want to do this. I know the plans I have for you. Plans to prosper you and not to harm you. 
This isn't what I want to do, but you've done it to yourself by the way you've rejected me and rebelled against me. And guess what? Now you're going into bondage. Nebuchadnezzar is going to be your new best buddy, and he's sending his folks over here to trash my holy city and take you guys away. That's what happened. Oh, <laughs> I know Boy, the plans John, I have you for are you. A preacher yeah, today. Yeah, the, but, yeah, but that's that's what I mean. You've got to understand the context because yeah. the reality is, yes, God knows the plans He has for you. And he wants to prosper you. But he's talking about the spiritual kingdom and a much bigger picture than what we're considering. Yeah, yeah. he knows the plans he has yeah. for us. And as, he does want to prosper As I think us. about my life, I think back, someone said, you need to write a book about your life. And I've said, it'd just be so sad and, and, and negative that who would want to read it? Uh, is there sadness in your life and negativity? Absolutely. You know, for instance, um, uh, I, we used to sing the song, uh, he gets sweeter as the days, it gets sweeter as the days go by. Sure. It gets sweeter, sweeter as the days go by. No, it doesn't. It doesn't, John. Uh, I'll tell you why I say that. Uh, nine o'clock on a Sunday morning, got a call uh, from uh, someone and um, the husband, this was before cell phones, was pheasant hunting and his little baby died of SIDS and I walked into that room with that mother and that little baby they had him on a stainless steel table with no blanket or anything and the first thing I thought was could you put a blanket around the baby the mother I was literally holding her up and I thought to myself well this is not a sweet day this is a hard day and I can tell you story after story of those kinds of days so this world is not always like a prospering world that we think of yeah. uh, sometimes um, God's plan for us is to grow through hurt and pain and it's okay it's okay because yeah. uh, we're going to get through it as long as we hold on to him John I, I don't know that I have like a life verse but I was raised in a uh, kind of a um, uh, formal tradition uh, real liturgical and um, uh, real, real set and straight on the scriptures, and uh, consequently, I didn't hear a whole lot about the Holy Spirit uh, when I was young. I didn't hear who He was, mm-hmm. and uh, so when I started to learn that we actually have the presence of Christ within us, it changed my life. Literally changed my life from trying to be good and do everything in order to be pleasing to God to the fact that God has accepted me and given me his presence in my life. And now I want to be good and do good because he's within me, helping me, uh, giving me strength and all these things. So uh, one of the verses that uh, stuck out to me and, and became important to me was in Colossians 127, uh, when it says that um, uh, Christ in you is the hope of glory. Christ in you. And that's a simple, small, short phrase, but that's what really kind of drives me is the thought that Jesus Christ lives in me and gives me strength and power to face another day with joy and with hope. Amen. Yeah, our moments don't get sweeter and sweeter, but I have to tell you, Jack, I feel like my love for Christ 
does get sweeter Amen. as yeah. the days go and by. And he does. Yes, he does. And part of that is because he takes us through those painful moments. You know, he takes us through those painful moments. And he's uh, with us through those right, painful moments. Right, right. Jack was telling me about, um, you know, if, if he wrote a story of his life, that it would just be a dark story because of all the bad things that have happened and, you know, churches and people that have let you down. And it, there's a lot of that stuff. I mean, who couldn't write a story that way? Um, but as he's telling me that, that night um, I woke up, oh, about 3 o'clock in the morning. And, you know, you get those moments where you wake up and you start thinking about something. You can't get your mind off of it. And I'm thinking about Jack and as I'm in my scripture reading, I didn't just point this. I didn't jump to this because like, oh, I'm thinking about Jack. I think I'll read Lamentations. <laughs> <laughs> but I'm reading the book of Lamentations. And if you're familiar with that book, you know, we talked about Jeremiah 29, 11. Jeremiah is the one who wrote that. OK, Jeremiah is, is considered the weeping prophet. He's the one who wrote that book of Lamentations. Why did he write that? Well, because his whole job is prophesying to the people during their exile and coming up to their exile. It was not a happy time, you know, to be an Israelite. It wasn't a happy time for the people of God. So he writes this book of Lamentations. But guess what verse we pluck out of that that's such a rich and beautiful verse? And that is, um, I'm going to get it wrong. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> we may have to edit this part. But, but he's talking about greater his mercies and his compassions. They're unfailing and they're due every morning. New every morning. Yeah. That, that, that's what we get from God through our lament. You know, this is the weeping prophet who writes those words. It wasn't like, you know, God's blessed me with this and God's blessed me with that. And, and you know, hallelujah for all that great stuff. No, it's this is what's going on inside, and this is what's going on in the eternal kingdom and in the spiritual world and the things that we can't see and what God's doing through his people, even in the toughest of times. His mercies are new every morning. His compassion is real because Jeremiah knew that that exile was not the end for the Jewish people. So, John, what I could say as far as the testimony on that is concerned is that I have been closer to God through the difficult times. I have probably grown more when it's been hard, when life has uh, uh, been closed around me and, uh, uh, you know, there's just sadness and uh, struggle and difficulty. I, I get closer to God. It's like he, he's always there and he, he, he bears me up and he carries me along. And I, I learn, I grow through those times. Uh, I don't see it when it's happening all the time, and I don't always deal with it well. I'm not perfect. I make the same mistakes everyone else does. But what I've learned and how I've gotten, hopefully my life has gotten sweeter, is now I'm sure. Now I have faith in Christ, and I know one thing, and I'll never let this go. I know the eternal nature of God. I know that God is my eternal Father. And that he will always be there and he will always love me. And I one day will go to always be with him. So, Amen. 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 Yeah, he loves us without uh, any merit on our own part. And that's the, that's the thing. We had a preacher, preacher. We had an elder in the church I grew up in, a dear sweet man. We named our son after this, this man. His name was Riley, Riley Fox. And uh, Riley, um, he had 
tremors and uh, was aging and was was weak. And he got to the point where um, it was all he could do to get out of his seat and make his way up to the front to do a communion meditation. And uh, every week that he was up there, his communion meditation was the same. Um, and, you know, that might sound old or trite, but I'm telling you what, that is reinforced in my mind. Um, I clung to his words. I clung to the way he said them because he had a tremor in his voice, too. Um, and he was just a dear, sweet man. And his verse was this, Romans 5, 8. God commends his love toward us in that while we were yet sinners, Christ died for us. While we were yet sinners. You know, he doesn't wait for us to be perfect. Um, and, and he doesn't expect us to be perfect. You know, we misinterpret that because we hear that verse in Matthew where it says, Be perfect, therefore, as your heavenly Father is perfect. That verse doesn't mean blame. Yeah, it doesn't mean blameless or flawless. It literally means be complete. Okay, you look at a flower. Is a flower flawless? It might look really pretty, but it's perfect. Why is it perfect? Well, it's got its stamen and it's got its petals and it's got its leaves and all of those parts. It's got it's complete. That's what we call a perfect flower. It just has it. It's it's there. Jesus is who who makes us complete. That's why we're perfect as our Heavenly Father is perfect. We're not perfect in the American sense of the word. We're perfect in that Greek sense of the word that just means we're complete in Him. He completes us. i got to tell you what my life verse is. And um, I'm going to get the reference wrong. I think it's Galatians uh, 5, verse 6 and 7. I'm not worried about being perfect on that. (laughs) Good one. Yeah, I know. There you go. go. Um, Be anxious for nothing, but in everything, through prayer and supplication, let your requests be made known to God, that the peace that passes understanding... um, uh, Yeah, you're in Philippians. I'm I'm butchering it. You know what? We're going to pause here. Let not your hearts be troubled. If you believe in God, believe also in me. No, that's Father. Jesus. <laughs> that's, that's where you were. That's Jesus there. No, it's, uh, I go, I'll look it up here. We'll edit this part out. It's, yeah, it's Galatians. And shame on me for not having it ready. Yeah, my life verse. I know my, my life, life verse. So well. <laughs> now i got to look up my <laughs> life verse. <laughs> um, okay, it's not. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, you were in the wrong place. <laughs> okay, here's Galatians 5, 6. For in Christ Jesus, neither circumcision there you go. nor uncircumcision has any value. That is not my life. That's not, that's not my life first. Okay. This <laughs> Okay, okay, here we go. Philippians. That's what I said. I knew it was Philippians. one of those letters. One of those letters. <laughs> Philippians four, verses six and seven. And yeah, here we go. <laughs> Do not be anxious about anything, but in everything, by prayer and petition, with thanksgiving, present your requests to God. And the peace of God, which transcends all understanding, will guard your hearts and your minds in Christ Jesus. Um, You know, John, I hate to break in. (laughs) I knew you were in Philippians, and then I messed it up. So I just want you to feel better. You know, I'm kind of... Oh, it's beautiful. But I I have something that I love about that verse. Yeah. Okay. And I try to share this as often as, as someone brings that up. 
if you if you continue, it says whatsoever is noble, right. whatsoever is good, what is of good report, what is worthy of praise. Think on these things, and what does it say? The God of peace, yeah. doesn't it? Yep, and the God, the God of, peace of peace will be with you. Will be with you. So yeah. uh, the first part. Uh, be anxious for nothing, but in everything through prayer and supplication. And the, it says the peace of God will be with you. After the thinking part, it says the God of peace. So if you've got yes. the peace of God and the God of, peace. The God of peace, what do you got? Everything. You got peace. Yeah. <laughs> you, you, got, you, got, you got peace. Not just a peace. No, you got peace, right? So, yes. So. Don't, don't, don't worry. And um, certainly... Set your mind on things yeah. above where Christ is seated at the right hand of God. Mm-hmm. So we would like to know, you know, what's your life verse? You know, you can, you can connect with us. Uh, go to connect at jackandjohnpodcast.com. That's our email address. And we'd love to hear from you. Just let us know, um, you know, what's your life verse? What would you like for us to talk about? What would you like for us to not talk about? I'm laughing because, and then we'll just take your life verse and we'll just rip it apart. <laughs> so, hey, we want to thank you once again for joining with us. Um, we love you guys. We're glad to have you participating with us. We'll see you next time. <laughs>